Hey there, everybody. Welcome to Midpoint. Back with Pastor Ben this week, and we are continuing to talk about our series in Nehemiah, looking at the first few chapters. And this week is our final week talking about completion. Pastor Ben, give us some thoughts. Yeah, so finishing things, completion, getting the job done. And specifically in the context of the book of Nehemiah, they get stuff built, finish it off. It's like one of those things that that they push through. And I think Pastor Paul mentioned at another on another podcast, the idea that we can read through it. Like if you wanted to, you can read through the whole book of Nehemiah, but this is not something that just happened overnight. It took time and finishing things and finishing them. Well, a lot of the time does take time. Like our, our uh, children's area being improved and built and, and made better. And that's just uh, compared to building an entire wall of a city pretty small potatoes to some extent. So finishing is one of those things that sounds like an easy thing and it feels good when we get there. But a lot of the time there's something, I don't know what the mental blockade is, but a lot of the time it's really easy to get things started and then not get them done. And I know I've been <laughs> I've been so guilty of having started something or working on a project and getting to 80% and calling it good enough or doing something and then letting it sit because I'm like, Oh, I don't want to think about that anymore. I'm, I'm sick of it. And then never returning to it. So I was thinking about that idea and I wondered if you Paul had uh, a couple examples, one or two of something that you had started and not finished. And maybe it either weighed on you for a bit that you never finished it or or just that you might think of at times. Oh, man. Uh, there's a long list of things. <laughs> no, I think I owe you something, probably. That's not done yet. <laughs> no, man. I think... So, there's two things here. I think that there is the aspect of my life where I, I don't finish everything. And sometimes that has to do with managing number of things at once. Mm-hmm. And then I think there's another aspect of that really maybe more deeply connects to probably both connect, but more deeply connects with my spiritual life of that are Christ oriented purpose things that are left undone that need to be done. So an example of that for me is I'm working at writing more. And so uh, I have a couple of pieces of writing that I've been crashing deadlines on for, (laughs) for a couple of weeks now that aren't complete. And that's a good example of like something that's not done that I I feel the Lord is in and should be done that's not getting done. And the only reason it's not is me. Like I need to better manage my time in order to see those things to completion. And so there are definitely things left undone, but then there are bigger things left undone. Like I want to pursue my studies at the doctoral level. In order to do that, I need to finish a few graduate level classes in theology and that's left undone. But with that one, I don't feel as though it's like, okay, that that should have been done by now. And so it's still in a state of, you know, not being completed, but it's like in a state that it's, there is progress, like I'm tracking towards, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Would you, and, and I think that, that was, that's an important distinction is some things are in progress or on pause for very intentional reasons. And some things are left undone because we let them fall by the wayside, even though we would have really preferred to finish them. I think so. I think the other thing that can happen is that we realize that it's not important or that maybe we had the wrong idea about it, or it's actually less of a priority. But I think I have to be careful that I don't allow that thinking and that legitimate line of thinking 
justify not completing things that I need to complete. Whether that's like the day to day tasks that we're laughing about, I'm probably I'm sure I owe you something. Uh, or <laughs> I don't think there's or or, uh, or or it's like uh, well, I owed you outlines for the, these podcasts, <laughs> and I finally got it done. But it took it took time. So th- those are like smaller examples, but mm-hmm. they can be a, a symptom of a of a more challenging problem. And I think I've had that problem before of just not being able to get starting and not finishing. My mom used to be someone, not used to be, she still is someone who says, if you start it, you need to finish it. And she would have all sorts of ways of saying that in Punjabi or English, yelling at me, speaking to me nicely, whatever. But it was ingrained into me, even if I don't follow it all the time, that that is the target. What you start, you got to finish, you got to complete. But I think it also takes courage to walk away from something that you realize God isn't in. Yeah. And that takes humility. That takes a lot, you know, and oftentimes those things are the things that we want, we want to finish, <laughs> but we got to walk away from them at times because, because God actually isn't in it and he's in this thing over here. Yeah. Yeah. There's definitely things that are what I'll call unfruitful or unbeneficial that are important to not take to the end. And then there's also menial, like things that are probably time wasters that we're, if we're like really not enjoying a TV show. You do not need to watch all seven seasons. Um, well, and <laughs> no, it's a good point. And, and there are good things. I think that, yes. you know, again, it maybe it doesn't fit the completion idea perfectly, but it, it does fit this idea of in a long arc, like the perfecting work of God that, you know, that sense of being complete there are things in life that we need to say no to or, or move away from Bob Goff. Some people I'm sure on the podcast have listened or read some of his books like love does and which was a great book. I think that was the first one that I really got connected with. And it really is a really good book. So love does check it out. It's a great book, but there's something that he says in that book, which is that Thursdays he quits something every Thursday he quits something. And, uh, (laughs) and, and that really hit me like, what do you know? There's no way this is just like someone being eccentric, but quite literally, that's what he did, at least for a time. And it really spoke to me about prioritizing because there's such a value of, on busyness in our society. And I think in church world too, like busyness and how busy are we? But we can be busy and useless, yeah. <laughs> right? Or not being fruitful in the way God intended or at peace and busy enough and fruitful in the way God intended. And I think that constant evaluation of what are we doing and how are we using our time and all of that is important. And uh, I'm very much speaking to myself today. <laughs> so on the idea of, of finishing, what's something that you finished that felt like a big success, either personally or, or for the project at large, whatever that might be? Do you have an example of that? Yeah, I think the one that jumps to mind, there are two, but I think the one that jumps to mind more so has to do with education. Um, there were also some goals like that. I think everybody, especially this time of year sets, you know, physical things like want to lose weight and all that. And, and those have been important and actually tracking and doing some of that before, though I could shed a few pounds now was definitely fulfilling and being able to see like that momentum build and the discipline. But the one that jumps out to me that was aligned with the purposes God had for my life it has to do with education. So I finished my undergrad at Dow in 2002, in December, 2002. And December, uh, January 2003, I started Bible college and I started a second bachelor's uh, in pastoral ministry. And uh, it took me, um, I worked away at it, chipped away at it. And I didn't graduate from that program until 2012. 
And what was interesting is like it, where I was in life, I wasn't putting a, a high value on, on my education at that time. And, you know, chipped away. I probably could have been a lot more diligent. I probably could have done better in classes, you know, whatever. And it took so long. And, and as I was working on it, there were, there were a number of times where I thought, oh, I don't need to do this. And thankfully, I referenced this in another episode of our podcast that there was a time where I moved and was in ministry in the course of a year, like God turned so many things around in my life in terms of being a leader or the calling I had. And it was in that same context that he helped me with this educational stuff to really see it as this is God's work and this is what I need to do right now. So while I was there, I finished the program and graduated. And that established such an interesting foundation for me of completing something and carry it forward to a different season of life. Then in uh, 2016, I really began to feel challenged to do some more education. And so I, I worked hard and it was even, it was even really difficult to get into a program because the way I came through that Bible college program over 10 years, like a decade, <laughs> wasn't in like, you know, all the flying colors that you would hope. And because it just took so long, really says something as well when you're applying. So I had a hard time getting into graduate studies, finally found a program that I really thought I wanted to do. Um, and applied for it at a few institutions that were offering a similar one and didn't get into any of them. And then I came to this place of, Lord, you're in this. You want me to do this. So I need to get this done. And so this is like a small version of completion and then speaks to a larger one, right? Which is, I'm in this moment of everybody saying no, like, no, no. And I decided I was going to write a letter to the institution, which I did this was like God was in this. I wrote a letter. I got letters of support from the community, um, like a whole bunch. I just different things. People speaking on my behalf, and there wasn't even a pathway to do this. Like it was not like okay, if you want to appeal this in some like it wasn't like there was some set process. But I just felt like this was what God wanted me to do, and I did that. And then I did get admitted to the program, conditional basis had to maintain a certain grade point average the first year. And I did it. And I that was a really difficult program, uh, master's in organizational leadership at Indiana Wesleyan, where Ben studied as well. Literally um, the only reason why I'm sitting here is that Paul went there. <laughs> <laughs> so there was another reason that maybe God had, had all this thing going down. But the program is a really tough program. And I came out of it doing really well and was really pleased in my thesis and all of that is an example of what you're saying. But I think the important thing was God was in it. So then I there was this extra lift to to push through, to do what needed to be done, seeing it as work God called me to changed it, you know, changed my attitude. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I still struggle at times and, you know, I'm, I'm working in my educational journey, still pursuing things and hopefully, you know, I get there one yeah. day. Yeah, nice, very cool. And just so everyone knows, I'm not sitting here because I was like, oh, Paul and I went to the same school, so I can work there. No, we didn't it even know we went to the same school. It's the a good story. point that happened through one of uh, Kiana and my uh, good friend and someone who was in a class with Paul. So that was, God worked through that. And had it not, I likely would not be working no. at Faith State Church. So it's, it's amazing the way that God weaves melds and weaves and yeah. And it's, it's interesting on the point that you're talking about, like specifically your education path and the, I don't want to use words that you didn't use, but the arduous journey yeah. of, yeah, <laughs> of sure. getting there. Yeah. And that, in that time, when we look at completion as a thing in the Bible and like, what, uh, like, a maybe this is an over Wesleyan term of me is like Christian perfecting is like 
the the idea of us being perfect mm. is completion. Like that's what the the, the words go yeah, are, are like one in the same in scripture. I and, think that's less Wesleyan and just biblical. Right. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. When we get just, to First Corinthians thirteen, I mean, you're such a joke, but it's it's really it's really interesting because we don't talk about it enough in our stream. Yeah. But, Wesleyans yep. love talking about perfection and sanctification. Yeah, and, and, and it's so important because it all is completed when Christ comes. And we have that arc of being unfinished. Anyway, I interrupted your flow. But just no, no, that's fine. And I, I agree. It is a, a Christian idea. It's the <laughs> idea that like we hear it pretty often in um, like probably lots of church settings that you may have been in is the like... We're there, but not yet. Like the God, the Jesus came, but He's coming again. It's like oh, well, this in between. The, the, we're veiled, I don't think we hear it, view. I don't think we hear it enough in church. Probably do not hear it enough. But the whole idea of our striving towards that completion, towards that finishing, towards perfecting. As you're talking about your education journey, I feel like there's a, a mirror in that. There's a struggle and there's a push, and part of our life in Christ is striving towards completion of not just a life well lived in Christ, but obviously that's true. And there's not an actual, like you reach your end point, but I think the beauty of striving and having that, that journey being a constant looking to be like Jesus. And the more and more we look like Jesus, the more we're becoming perfect to the completion. Not that we ever get there, uh, is the more that we get there, the more, hold on, I'm getting a little excited. The more that we work towards that, the more that I think the finish starts to be in view. And I don't know exactly what that means. And obviously, like, death is the victory point and in, in, in heaven and life with God. But the people I know who have lived amazing Christian lives, when they get to the end of their life, especially the, the ones that didn't have some tragic death that, that they didn't see coming, but as they, they grew old... I see more and more, and I've heard more and more, uh, specifically, I'm thinking of someone like my grandfather, who's still with us, but he's in his mid-80s now, and he doesn't have the best health. Every time I talk to him, I just hear this peace and grace and appreciation for the life that he got to live in Jesus. And I think some of that, like striving after God, is part of, I don't know, just this beautiful thing that we get to to live out. And obviously we don't finish until the end, but tell me what you think about conceptually that idea of like, it's funny to say, like we just talked about, like it's good to finish things and it's good to drop things, but the striving towards our finish point in our life with Christ. Yeah. How do you navigate that? Well, I think one important aspect there is the words, you know, and, and the understanding of the original languages and hearing the idea of perfection as completion, um, not, so much as being perfect, but being complete. Yes. And so the things that are missing within our life, when Jesus comes, returns, all of that is like complete. All of that is done um, is an interesting word to also use. Mm. Um, and so, cause sometimes our, our modern day idea of perfection, you're a perfectionist. Sometimes isn't like a, has a negative connotation yeah. to it. And so I think it's important to dispel that. And I think that when we look at the book of Nehemiah, they finish, you know, the wall and they're, they're celebrating the city is in a good place. Mm. 
And if we look at it from a macro level, like a high level, and then look at the history, you know, they still get into trouble later on. And like, <laughs> right? The temple, you know, it, it, you know, everything doesn't go well. The temple's in ruins, and you know, and like, there's just there's lots of things that come after. And so, what I think is important in what you're saying is, what is God initiated in all of that? Mm-hmm. What is He asking us to do? And this life is made up of a whole bunch of things that we will do and complete and then move on to the next and complete. And so as we zoom in on our life, there are little things getting complete, right? Even like the joke we said, I owed you the, the outlines, you know, yeah. this thing. It's a smaller thing. But then if you take it out a step, look at Paul's educational journey, there's things done, things not done. So I think that perspective becomes really important when thinking about this, even from a conceptual point of view, is that we're never going to be complete on this side of eternity. Right. So that really can help inform our perspective in life in terms of uh, things that we've talked about as Space City Church, like our, our health and God's desire to heal us. Yet the fullness of all of that healing doesn't happen on this side of eternity. We see bits and pieces of it and we see miracles and we see, and I've experienced that and we pray for it. Yet we do that with the understanding that we can't make God heal us, Right. And the idea that he's already healed us is actually, there's some truth to that in the atonement and in what Jesus has done. But appropriating that in this life is where we start to get in that sticky place. But that comes to this idea of not being fully complete and fully perfected on this side. Yet the mirrors of that, the reflections of being Mm. complete on this side are the things that happen when we give so generously to somebody in need. And then Jesus said, when you did that, you did it to me. When you gave the cup of water, you did it to me. Those are little pockets of completion, yeah, of like perfection. Yeah. For us as Faith City Church, we did the building up program like for literally things within the building, and that's ongoing. We're not doing it for us and for ourselves. We're doing it so that Christ's name can be lifted up. And this building that's been here for years and years, that's been a safe space for people, can continue to be that. Well, in this building up series, it's a similar thing. Calling the church to build the wall. What is that? Well, that's sharing Jesus with the world. And the ways that he's called us to. And so we do a little bit of that and whammo, like there's a big thing that just got completed, a big chunk of the wall. It's not all done. It's not always all going to be done. And we're going to hand off the work to our kids one day or whomever, like from your grandpa, you're going to pick it up and keep on going. But I think that there can be a really satisfying thing that flows out of completing some of those tasks. And yet the ironic thing, if you will, is that we're not complete. And that relieves the pressure of, Mm. I've got to be complete. I've got to be healed in this life. Everything should happen here. I have to be rich. I have to have all this wealth because the Bible says that I should be blessed. You know, we addressed some of those things last year Mm -hmm. and dispelled that idea because no, we're not going to be fully complete, but there are pockets of that completion. Somebody will be healed. God brings favor and blessing on our lives for sure. We give and it's given unto us. We talked about that scripture in the fall and put it in the proper context of not judging, of not, you know, looking at people harshly from a connection point with God's standpoint, but saying, no, God is generous to us, so we should be generous to others. I think all of that comes into play. And so, like so many things in Christianity, it is, but it isn't, Mm. you know, already, but not yet. And I think this is an example of that. Complete, but still yet to be done. Yeah. Yeah. Well said. And I think you mentioned something earlier that I just want to rehash that I think fits in well with this is the idea of being in process, like being in movement. And sometimes that movement might feel like regression. 
And sometimes it might feel like you had a setback. And sometimes you probably did have setbacks. Or maybe something in your life got all topsy-turvy and things went wrong. But the lack of intentional complacency and striving, I think, like, having that effort, like, your goal of wanting to get your PhD, it's still in you. And and God's inspired something in it. And if I started hearing you say, like, oh, I've given up on that. School is silly. I'm never going back. I would probably be like, hey, Paul, is everything okay? Just because I know you and we've talked about education a number of times and I know how much that's something that you want to strive after, that God's placed in your heart. So, And that might be a throwback a little bit to our last podcast and message where we talked about community is like, that's an amazing thing about this striving and this heading towards completion is when we do it together, we actually help one another achieve it. For sure. And I think as we wind down, not just the podcast, but like the series and just looking at these few chapters in Nehemiah, the process is so important. Mm. And I think that we can say that and give that mental assent, but I don't think we often embrace it fully. So the, the idea of the doctorate is a good example. It is orienting me to something. Mm. So whether that's, you know, reading books because I have to do these classes, there's something being developed as I get there. So the, the work of God in my life might not be the completion of the educational journey as much as what it takes to complete the educational journey mm-hmm. and, and the things that I will learn along the way. So for those of you listening that are working through process in relationship or in other challenges, that process is so critically important. I, I've thought of it often. It's an overused analogy, but there's something important here, which is the mountains and like the valley times in life. And we've heard that before, but what is really interesting to me is that not much grows on the top of the mountain. Hmm. It just doesn't, it can't for different reasons, you know, oxygen, you know, there's all sorts of reasons that, that we could discuss, but it can't and things grow in the Valley. Valleys are like lush and like where, you know, you want to plant things or you want to see things happen. And like, but the mountaintops where you get that amazing view and, you know, we liken that to like completing something, but it takes both. Right. Yeah. And so I think that I've come to really not appreciate the process and the journey to complete. And I'm learning in the last number of years to really see that as such a wonderful part and where we get resourced to get up the mountain to the beautiful view in that pinnacle moment. And then, you know, we come back down and then we get refreshed in the valley. There are moments that are challenging, but where we see God's sustenance and those things. So I think that completion is really important because it pushes us to get there, to get something done. But it isn't all of it, you know, it, it isn't all of it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think even in, in the book of Nehemiah, the specific after they're completed everything, They do this huge public reading of the word of God. And I think it's Ezra and the Levites. I'm paraphrasing hard here, everyone. But they read the word of God. And then all the people start weeping because they feel guilty and they've gone away from God. And then they say, no, like, take this as a point of celebration and joy that, like, first of all, we've come together here and this is being read. But also, like, let's step into the future that we have together. And I think that there is right there. The idea of what God is so graciously offering us every day, yeah. every time we come together, a fresh start, 
you know, today can be that whole thing, the first day, you know, of, you know the completion <laughs> of your dream. But like that, that we do in him have a fresh start all the yeah. time. In him, like there's a, there's a starting point from which we can build a firm foundation, like all of those different scriptures that come to mind, you know, and I think that is like an amazing, amazing thing. Last thought is as we wind up, actually, Ben just talked about the completion of the wall and like the reading of the scriptures. And, you know, we can think back to like the city and the temple of uh, where God was worshipped. And then in the New Testament, we understand that we've become that location ourselves, that we are that temple. And so when we come together and, and function as the church, Jesus is there. And I think what is helpful and just occurred to me as you were talking there, Ben, about Ezra is Jesus did all that. So all of the striving and all the work, you know, Nehemiah and others, and, you know, there's centuries of history there, uh, you know, so we're oversimplifying, but put all this work in, then Jesus came and that kind of striving is done. Mm. You know, that part of it is finished. So now there's a different kind of striving, a different kind of engagement, but we don't have to do that apart from God. We are with him all the time. And so it's a really hopeful thing that from building up and building this foundation of understanding that we can now really walk in the realities of what Christ has opened up to us. So thank you everybody for listening this week again, and we would love to see you back next week. If you want to reach out to us, you can do that through Facebook, on Instagram, or by emailing us office at faithhalifax.org. Have a super week. God bless. God bless.